It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On MLB Fantasy Minute is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the most fun I've had playing daily fantasy baseball and winning up to 25 times my money. Download the app today and use the code Locked On MLB for a first deposit match up to $100. Exploring my skills on Prize Picks this season adds an extra layer of excitement to daily fantasy sports. With just a few taps, you can transform $10 into $1,000 if you've got the skills. Prize Picks is incredibly user friendly. I can make my selections and submit my entry in less than 60 seconds. As the host of Locked On Fantasy Baseball, here are some rock solid picks. Opt for Shohei Otani to have less than 38.5 home runs this season. Opt for Bobby Miller to have higher than 150.5 strikeouts this season. And for Bryce Harper to have higher than 97.5 ribbies this season. Download the app today and use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Again, download the app today. Use the code LOCKEDONMLB for first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. You are locked on Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Reds Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Jeff Carr. I'm your host and super fan of the Cincinnati Reds, and I've turned my addiction into information for you. Each and every day, I'm going to bring you news, rumors, transactions, everything about the Cincinnati Reds. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump into today's episode. All right, for today's Locked on Reds, we have a special guest. He is returning guest now. It's a little under a year since Lucas Sims first joined us here on the Locked on Reds podcast, but the cat's out of the bag. We're talking to one of the best pitchers in the Reds organization. His name is Lucas Sims. Lucas, how you doing, sir? Yeah, doing well. How are you, Jeff? I am doing pretty well. My first question is, uh, missing the snow in Arizona? Yes? No? Uh, you know, actually, uh, last week it, it was snowing uh, just north of here. Um, but, you know, it's uh, it's cleared up and, um, you know, people are starting to slowly come in and, um, you know, we're, everybody's getting ready for, for this upcoming season. Whenever we were kind of setting up this interview and said that you were already out in Arizona, I was seeing if I could catch you before you got out there, but said you've been out there for a while. Who all's out there with you? Yeah, I got out here um, January, right after the new year. Nice. Um, 
figured it was kind of just the best place uh, to come out here and train and get ready for the season. And um, but you know, Tucker Tucker just got into town uh, recently, and um, you know, our strength staff and and uh, medical and, and guys like and Jesse Bill just got to town, so uh, guys are starting to come in, and uh, you know, I think there's uh, everyone's everyone's excited for the upcoming season, without a doubt. So I want to definitely get into that, but before we do, you had an amazing 2020. What was it like after the dust had settled, you'd gotten home, the season was kind of firmly in the rear view, and you had a chance to reflect on everything. How do you think about the 2020 year from the Lucas Sims perspective? Um, I, I look at it as it was, it was a good season. Um, but really I, I thought I was finally able to, um, really just do what I've always known I'm capable of. Uh, I thought, I thought it all finally kind of came together and there's, um, you know, looking back on it, uh, obviously we, we would have loved to, um, you know, go further in the playoffs and, and ultimately win it. But, right. um, you know, f- from my own perspective, uh, you know, I, I thought I was able to do some pretty good things. Um, and then it was able to reflect on, uh, what we, what I can improve on, uh, going into, you know, this upcoming season. And then just like that, you start hammering away and, and getting ready for, uh, for, a you know, healthy, productive, uh, you know, hopefully improved, uh, 2021 season. What was the mood like there after game two with the Braves? I mean, was everybody just like, ugh, let's let's forget about this and look toward 2021? Or, or what was kind of everybody's mood? I think it's just kind of reflective. Um, you know, this is pretty un- unprecedented. I don't think this has ever happened in Major League Baseball. I think that's pretty safe to say. Um, you know, everybody was pretty reflective as to – you know, this was really unique, and I thought we did. I thought we did some pretty cool things uh, together as a group. Uh, we dealt with a lot of adversity. You know, a lot of other teams did as well, obviously. Um, but we dealt with a lot of a lot of crazy stuff. Um, right. You know, with, within our team, within outside the game, and um, I still think being able to ultimately we, we fell short of our goal, but um, you know, it, it stung. You know, nobody nobody likes losing. Um, but you know, we we move on and, and we reflect and uh, you know put our heads down and get back to work for for the next year. From the perspective of the bullpen, what was a seven a seven inning doubleheader like? Because I know, like from us fans, where you know you kind of count down the outs, especially when the Reds get a lead. But from the bullpen's perspective, what was that like sitting there and knowing, okay, well, there's like two less innings we have to worry about. Yeah, so really, you just kind of take you take the two innings off the off the end, or you just add it to whatever inning you're in already, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the situation you put yourself in. So, uh, you know, the, the fifth inning turns into the seventh inning, and and so on and so forth from there. Uh, so you, you kind of you base that, and obviously the flow of the game. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a lot shorter, so uh, you know situations come up. You know, we got to be prepared to go in there and uh, you know execute our job. 
When you're looking back on last season, obviously uh, the dude that pretty much everybody's going to remember from a Reds perspective will be Trevor Bauer. What was your last conversation with Trevor like? Uh, I was kind of asking him just just about his off season. Um, you know, I told him that it was so much fun to watch. Um, you know, I get probably the best seat in the house um, besides maybe Tucker and Kurt at the time. Um, but it was so fun to watch him work. Um, you know, I, I was so thankful to be his teammate. Um, I was thankful for everything he did to, to kind of help me and, and answer my questions and, and, you know, not just me, but he kind of created that culture of, uh, you know, everybody's trying to get better. And, you know, he came with a wealth of knowledge and, and I just thanked him and, and told him best of luck. And, you know, I, I hope to, <laughs> I said, hopefully you come back with us, but, but if not, you know, I'll see you somewhere down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. That was one thing I was kind of hoping, but, uh, understand kind of the situations behind it. Uh, something that, I'd seen on social media a lot. And then also with some of the new guys that the Reds are bringing in, I keep seeing the hashtag spincinati something that Kyle Bodie's been uh, using a lot and things like that. What does that mean to you? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, I mean, it's kind of punny, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. It's, it's something I do well. Um, and it's just basically, you're using all those all those numbers and, and whatnot, and and understanding, you know, your strengths and and basically how to how to maximize that. And you know, with our staff, uh, they do a really good job of being able to communicate. Uh, all right, you do this well, and and this is how you can improve. So with the 2020 season, and and now a lot of people look at the Reds and they look at you as one of the main dudes in this bullpen. Uh, and there's also another guy, Amir Garrett, who has uh, put his hat in the ring, wanting to be the main guy in the bullpen. You guys kind of have like a little friendly rivalry going on in social media. Have you had a lot of talk with Amir this off season, or has it just kind of been like friendly uh, back and forth on social media like that? Yeah, it's just it's just friendly banter. Um, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily feel the, feel the need to campaign for the, for the <laughs> job. I'm just going to, I'm just going to go out there and, and uh, you know, I, I worked hard and, and I, I, it's honestly a, it's a great opportunity to even be in the situation to be able to compete for that job. Um, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm going to go out there and, and execute, uh, put my head down and, and I think the rest will take care of itself. How do you look at 2021 coming into this season? I, there's been a lot of talk from uh, folks reporting from the front office and things like that, like, oh, they're going to go after this, they're going to go after that. I know as a player you really can't concern yourself too much with all of that, but how have you viewed everything this off season? Yeah, I try to, I try not to, you obviously want to kind of understand, um, you know, how the team is kind of taking shape and, uh, you know, you want to be able to reach out to some of those guys and create a dialogue, um, you know, before they get in, um, you know, Brandon Bailey is also in town. Uh, we got him from the Astros, I believe, um, being able to talk with him. Uh, I know we picked up Jeff Hoffman and, uh, just kind of, reaching out to those guys and, and hoping that they feel welcome. And, 
you know, you really don't follow too much of the rumors. You wait for really concrete stuff because there's so much stuff that can be thrown out there and, you know, one thing flips into another and, um, but you, you focus on what you have at, at that time and you try and be the best teammate you can. And, um, I don't know. It's, it's, that's one of the fun parts of this job is being able to meet some, like so many new personalities and, and people and, um, you know, with, hopefully with all the same ultimate goal. What did you think of the Cardinals getting Nolan Arenado? That's a big move. Uh, you know, <laughs> hopefully he makes a lot of pretty good plays for, uh, when they play the other three teams in the division. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, but, but he's a special player. Um, he's fun to, fun to watch work and, uh, you know, hopefully we're, we're going to put together a good game plan and just somebody you got to, uh, go out there and really execute your stuff. So what are your personal expectations coming into 2021? I know that when I talked with you last on the podcast, you mentioned that you're still kind of leaving the aspirations open for taking a shot at the rotation, but with the renewed focus on the bullpen and your performance that you had last season, what are your personal expectations heading into this year? Yeah. So I talk with Michael a lot. Um, that's still something I, I would never shut the door on. I feel like you would, I would be doing myself a disservice. Sure. Um, and you had to ultimately believe that you can do it. And I, I do believe that I could still be a really good starter. Um, however, you know, that's not really my role right now. Um, so, so my expectation is to go out there, um, you know, compete like hell, um, go out there prepared, with a game plan and trying to execute that the best of Paul, uh, and, and my best ability, um, <laughs> going out there and, and I think I really just think going out there focusing on winning. Um, you know, I, I would love to close ball games out. Uh, sure. that's, that's a goal of mine. Obviously. Uh, I think if you look at any, any starter, they want to be the ace. And I, if you look at any, uh, a guy in the bullpen, you know, they want to be that shutdown, uh, closer uh, you know shut it you know you come into the game and the game's over and that's that's everybody's goal um so that's an expectation i have for myself um and going out there and helping us win ball games describe for me the difference between what it feels like when you're on a hot streak and what it is after like maybe a couple of appearances that you may have struggled what's going through your mind in each scenario i think you got to look at it in in an objective way. Um, I really try my best to, to ride uh, neutral, um, you know, hot streaks, you know, they will come to an end at some point. And, um, you know, those cold streaks are, you got to look at it as what did I do wrong? Um, and how can I stop that? Um, do I need to, do I need to review my scouting reports a little bit more? Do I uh, you know, need to be more aggressive attacking the zone? Whatever it may be, um, I don't think you can put emotions into it. I think you got to be able to look at it and, and be real. Um, be real with yourself and, and be honest with yourself. Uh, I, I think that, that kind of helps uh, kind of ease the take the emotions out of it really. And, um, it, it makes handling failures and success 
a lot easier, honestly. I know that it's kind of been a weird off season in that there's been some speculation. Maybe they'll push it back. Maybe they won't. Who knows? And then you, you get this uh, first proposal from the league just this past week, and and obviously people, uh, you know, we we've seen the reports now that the players' association has passed on that, and spring training will begin February seventeenth. Was there? any thought during the off season, like, should I push back my routine or am I just going to attack this like normal? Cause I'm not really sure what's going to happen this coming season. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that's out of our control. Um, but I erred on the side of being overprepared. Um, nice. that's just kind of how I, I program myself, I guess. Um, so I began my off season, uh, with full intent of being ready for a February, middle of February uh, report date. Um, and if we have to adjust, then you know, so be it. Uh, I dealt with it last year. <laughs> we'll figure it out again. Well, Lucas, sir, I appreciate having you on, man. Let's do a couple real quick before uh, we end this. I want to do a couple of quick fire, just rapid uh, questions for you. What was right. your Thanksgiving dinner like? Oh, it was fun. We uh, we actually hosted it this year. Uh, I was in charge of the turkey, uh, and my wife uh, killed it. She she did all the other, uh, you know, amazing side dishes and, and stuff like that. And um, it, it was fun. We had a small gathering, probably seven of us or so, um, and you know, it was it was just good to good to be together with family and eating good food. Now that you are red and the Georgia Bulldogs and the Cincinnati Bearcats played in a bowl game, uh, describe your feelings on the outcome of that game. I thought that was pretty cool, um, <laughs> you know, being in Cincinnati now. Um, but my wife went to Georgia, uh, so that was that's kind of um, my – I didn't go to college, but that's my, my school that I pull for. Um so I thought they played a good game, and uh, glad it was close, but ultimately I'm glad uh, <laughs> the Bulldogs pulled it out on top. I was saddened by that outcome, but I, I figured you probably got, you guys probably enjoyed that one. <laughs> um, like, hey, but, oh. you know, UC's got a special program. I think they're uh, I think they're going uh, in the right direction. I agree. I definitely agree. As the season took it holder, I very much hope that's right. Uh, <laughs> uh, one last no, question. Not. One last question for you, man. I appreciate your time today. Uh, when you're out in Arizona, do you hit the links whenever you're kind of on a downtime? I don't play so much golf. I do a lot more. Uh, we have our dog out here and, and my wife. We we go out hiking a lot. Um, nice. In White Tank and uh, South Phoenix and Australia. And, uh, we go all over Camelback and um, that's, that's kind of our, our outdoor thing. We like to, to go out and hike up some mountains. What's your favorite trail to hit? There's one we did pretty recently, uh, it's called goat Canyon. Um, <laughs> it's pretty challenging. Uh, it's over there in the white tank mountains, uh, closer to our complex. Um, that's probably our favorite. Nice. 
Well, Lucas, sir, I appreciate your time, man. I I am very much looking forward to seeing what you can bring to the table and how many games the Reds can win this season. We're we're coming up. Uh, Hopefully, a lot. Oh yeah, we are. We're two <laughs> weeks away from the beginning of spring training. It seems like just yesterday the season ended, right? It does. Uh, I'm so glad that it's uh, right around the corner. Well, that's all right, Lucas. Hey, I appreciate you, sir, and uh, best of luck. Absolutely, yeah. Take care, Jeff. Let's go, Rex. Hey. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.